Welcome, everybody. It's an interesting day today. Uh, I come to you straight from YouTube jail, and uh, we thank you over at Rumble for welcoming us over there. We will be at Rumble. We'll also be on our usual platforms, including the Twitter spaces, where we'll be taking your calls. A uh, reminder, if you want to be uh, come up here and ask questions, you just raise your hand. I'll bring you up to the podium, and you'll be... Uh, You'll be streaming out on multiple platforms, not YouTube, it appears, right? Is that correct, Susan? Not YouTube today? No uh, YouTube today. No YouTube. No today. YouTube. You <laughs> Banned by YouTube is the funniest thing I've ever seen. But um, let me, uh, I'll open with a few comments. Did I call it? You did indeed. I, I knew it would happen eventually. I've got some interesting ideas and we want to take your questions. And, uh, you know, I'm, I, I, I don't have as strong of feelings about this as some of you all do, which is interesting to me. I kind of, this is a business as usual in the, in the current world of social media and, you, and YouTube, and it does not surprise me at all. It's consistent with certainly what they did to Alex Berenson and others. So we'll talk about it. We'll get into it. Uh, and I'll restate my position on vaccines and other medical topics. And guess what? Uh, they wouldn't disagree with me. I was talking to people that they would disagree with, but they would not disagree with me. And I was just trying to expose a little, expose the truth from people who are prone to conspiratorial thinking when you hide things. We'll talk about that after this. Our laws, as it pertains to substances, are draconian and bizarre. The psychopaths start this way. He was an alcoholic. Because of social media and pornography, PTSD, love addiction, fentanyl and heroin, ridiculous I'm a, I'm a doctor for <laughs> sake. Where the hell do you think I learned that? I'm just saying. You go to treatment before you kill people. I am a clinician. I observe things about these chemicals. Let's just deal with what's real. We used to get these calls on Loveline all the time. Educate adolescents and to prevent and to treat. If you have trouble, you can't stop and you want to help stop it. I can help. I got a lot to say. I got a lot more to say. And so here we are, everybody. We appreciate you all being here. Uh, YouTube jail, apparently because I discussed with Dr. Kelly Victory, who's an ER doctor and a peer of mine, I've known for many years, actually married to him, my best friend from medical school. Uh, and uh, my wife, who's the producer of the show, has been a big fan of hers for some time when she first heard her expressing herself on the radio about medical topics. And she and I don't often don't agree, but that's the nature of medicine. That's the nature of discourse and it's how I expand my understanding of things. She and I were speaking to Dr. Peter McCullough, also someone, a great academic with an, a stellar career, had some ideas uh, I did not agree on, and both of them kept hearkening back to uh, early treatment and all this stuff. So let me, let me just be clear about my position on that first. Uh, I have seen ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine used. They don't hurt. They don't do much, if anything. Now, Many people say, I've had this, I've had that, I've had reactions. And, I, and if a patient and his doctor, like what Joe Rogan did, wants to take these medications, that is between the patient and the doctor. That's not my business at all. But I can tell you, what, what the thing you get as a clinician is you get clinical experience. You get to see things. And I have treated now many hundreds of cases of COVID, right? And I have used a lot of Paxlovid. And I've seen how Paxlovid works. It stops this thing right now. People get better in 24 hours oftentimes. It's it's striking, the clinical effects. Nothing like that from hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin. Nothing at all like that from those medications. Not that they might not be a little bit helpful to somebody and not that a doctor might not want to use that here and there, particularly in young people that are very low risk, sort of no harm for these things, but it's not going to do very much. We only know what we're doing with Paxlovid really over the age of 65. That's where we have the data. 
under 65, clinically again, I have seen people have rebounds, problematic, not great, but not horrible, but problematic. I, mean, I think we all know about rebounds from Paxlovid. You suppress the virus and it comes back a week later. I also have seen something that I is not in the medical literature yet. So let's be clear. As clinicians, you often see things before they get into the medical literature. I don't know if it's real or not until the medical literature confirms it. But what I think I've seen is young people taking Paxlovid, again, you know, outside of the knowledge base we have of 65 plus, where it clearly improves hospitalization and deaths, okay? So we know from recent data last week that Paxlovid improves hospitalizations and deaths over the age of 65. It doesn't do hospitalizations and deaths under 65. It definitely makes people better quicker. It may reduce misery. It may reduce long COVID. It may um, reduce infectivity. We don't know any of those things yet. Those studies have not been done yet. My, my guess is doesn't do much for long COVID, definitely shortens misery, definitely shortens duration, but increases risk, my clinical opinion, risk of rebound and risk of, uh, this is the other thing I was going to tell you I've seen clinically, reinfection within a month or two. Omicron is a weird bug. It's been all over the place in terms of how it affects people, right? It's it's been um, some a lot of very mild and a lot of not so very mild. And there's actually some variants around now that are thought to be a little worse than the original BA4 and BA5 Omicron types, not original, the, the latest ones. So I've seen I've seen it all. I've seen people with pulmonary emboli, I've seen people with ARDS. So everyone I have seen with Omicron has made it through, however, because we do have monoclonal antibodies still, which very few people are are using anymore. You can use EvuShield monoclonal antibodies to prevent transmission. If an old person gets exposed for sure to someone, you can give them the monoclonal antibodies to prevent it. And monoclonal antibodies still work. And of course, Paxlovid works. And it's easier because it's oral and it's available. You know, you can stay home and take it and that kind of thing. Although you can get infusions of the other ones at home easily as well, the monoclonal antibodies. My point being, the one thing I've seen that I've not seen in the medical literature is this reinfection. So it kind of suggests to me that it might alter the immune response a little bit. Like I had Omicron, oh my goodness, not, not quite a year ago. And I have been in, and I had the J&J &J vaccine, which is what got me in trouble. I'll tell you about that in a second. But uh, I've been in proximity. I was locked in a room with Susan for three days while she had active Omicron. I got nothing. I shared utensils and was traveling with my daughter with when she had Omicron. I got nothing. So it appears that if you just kind of go through Omicron and you have hybrid immunity, and I have double hybrid immunity, right? I had alpha and I've had the J&J &J vaccine. There is some evidence now out, by the way, that J&J &J hybrid may be your best immunity, which I found interesting. Maybe. That's what one of the studies just recently showed. So, so okay, I'm going through all so Drew, this. Yes, ma'am. If ma people want to see the long version of the McCullough interview, they can go to Rumble. It's still there and also Facebook. And and we had a little problem with the uh, Twitter space is opening up. Sorry, you guys, the sound was down. Oh, but, no. Um, but the just So the you opening. missed all of what I just said? No, just the opening. But anyways. Wait, which part? Because there's people in here, I want to hear everything I was just saying. Okay. You How said much did just I... the opening. Just, just the, the opening. Very brief. On, so. Yeah. Very brief. Okay. Yeah. No, I all got right. it back on. But, all right, um, thank you. But what we also need to tell people mm. about the, the strikes is we had the McCullough interview appealed and then Caleb put up a small snip of it, of it thinking, okay, it's all right. And then that's what got the strike. So the and original the, the, interview is still there. Oh, really? They, yeah. they accepted my they appeal. Back, 
YouTube uh, said they, so they, they went, checked the full length video and then I sent my appeal in and then YouTube within four hours, they responded and approved it and said the video was fine. Well, then fast forward less than a week, they go to one of the clips that I had cut from the same exact episode and put a strike on the channel mm -hmm. because of the clip, nothing they had just approved. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and that, everything and that you, clip was me talking about my adverse reaction to J&J, &J, right? Right, right. Okay. so that's what got us With in trouble. With my peers, okay. But we also made a lot of views on that, and we actually made some money, too. But <laughs> Goodness, then they went back ah, to... there it is. There's then my they eye. went back to Naomi's interview yeah. and took that one down. Well, Naomi so, was saying some very aggressive stuff towards the end. I'm and, waiting and I, for Alex Berenson to be next, and I'm waiting... So I what don't we, think Alex Berenson will come down. He said everything... Well, everything because he, he said, sued Twitter and he got it. No, got because out. everything he said was in the public sphere already. Naomi was very uh, speculating a lot about stuff. And I told her, I made the hair stand up at the back of my neck, which she was speculating about, but that was very highly sure, speculative. Sure, sure. And you also gave your point of view. Yeah. But why can't we discuss this? We well, also have had her that's and Vic Kelly and Dr. Zelenko is always the one that gets taken down. And we've been There's able to get that. We've had been able to get it back up again with no strikes. We haven't lost our channel. We've been doing this for like three years. And, and let's remember. We've been up and down and up and down with these guys. So, and they're, it, they're, these aren't people rationally looking at our they're video. not clinicians they're not physicians and they are censoring physicians having public discourse that's where your social media and youtube has gone that's where they are it's one thing when they censor you know sort of conspiracy theorists or people with outlying opinions but it's been there for a while if i'm going to speak to jay Bhattacharya again if you look back over at his interview i did probably four months ago he chronicles what happened to him this is a consummate professional that was crushed by his own peers for daring to say, hey, can we talk about some other ways of managing this, maybe more focused you know, protection rather than these global ideas that were never tested before in the history of humanity. So anyway, that, neither here nor there. I want to go through this systematically if possible. Uh, let me just, I'm seeing you guys uh, all up on the in the restream. In the restream, a lot of people are taking on my uh, position on ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine. I don't, uh, and by the way, up to you and your doctor. I have no quarrels with you. Go ahead, do what you do with your doctor. I can only tell you my clinical experience. And by the way, the National Institute of Health put out a very fine review in mid-April of all the data on the IVM medication. I'm afraid to see it too many times because they'll cancel me if I say it again. Uh, that medication, and the data is not good. It's not great. And so, you know, do what you want to do. That's fine. Uh, again, what I am against is mandates and silencing discourse. That I'm against. So uh, somebody who's going to have an opinion on those two medications who have never practiced medicine, that is disgusting. You just learned how to pronounce those medications. You should shut up. How do you, how do you possibly have an opinion about them? Where have you seen them used clinically? By the way, IVM is mandated by the CDC for every refugee that comes into this country. Every single one is mandated to take it. Hmm, dangerous medicine. Hmm. Anyway, but not you, you know, and it has some in vitro activity. I know, listen, and that's why I kept an eye on it early. Never really did much, just didn't, uh, as, as particularly when you compare it to Paxlovid. Now, Paxlovid has side effects. Paxlovid is an expensive medication. I get it. I get all I get all sides. I'm I'm right in between, guys. I'm right I'm right in the rational revolution. That's where I want to be. I want to <laughs> I want to be in a space where people use their rationality rather than their feelings or their impulses or what they heard somebody say. Rational revolution. Okay? Rational. That's where we're going to stay. So, 
Let me look at... Uh... Yeah, but I, I want to know if I should get a vaccine anymore. Do I need it? Why should I put my life at risk? Oh, boy. If okay. one, so I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> if so one me... life was too many to lose and we all had to be in a shutdown, okay, so, why is one okay. life okay right, so to lose? If I don't get to a... it... Okay, so let I'm me, sorry. Let, let me get there. Let me that's get there. been on my mind all day. All right, well, good. I think that these are all reasonable discussions. I'm going to send you to your physician. That's why I have you have a personal physician to discuss this, but I will give you my opinion as we go through this. Um, so hold on here, everybody. Let me just look at where we are with God, the... I learned so much from listening to everybody, though, in the last yeah, few weeks. Yeah, that's right. And it, it... There's a lot going on. Solidified some of my feelings. Okay. So. so I was talking about early treatment and Paxlovid, and there we go. Okay. So that's, that's that. Uh, Caleb, put back up my picture of my eyes. We'll, we'll use that as the entry point into vaccine therapies. So Johnson & Johnson is well known for causing platelet activation and thrombotic thrombocytopenia purpura. I got sick as hell, and on day two, I woke up with that, with that spontaneous black eye. That is a very serious medical symptom. Very, very serious, or a sign, I should say. It's not even a symptom. It's a sign of something going on in my cavernous sinus. There's a blood lake behind your eye or in the transverse sinus of my skull. Transverse sinus thrombosis was the deadly and dreaded complication of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. It happened only in women. I got up that morning and looked in the mirror and thought, holy shit, I'm going to be the only male with this syndrome. I had no neurological symptoms. I was just sick from the vaccine, and I let it ride. Now, you could argue that was a huge mistake. I should have had an MRI or a CAT scan to, to sort of see what's going on in here. I might have needed some anticoagulants that might have been appropriate, though anticoagulants weren't working very well against the TTP associated with the J&J &J vaccine. The, the, these dreaded complications were reported in the press the day before I got this reaction, but the day after I got the vaccine. I got the J&J &J vaccine for two reasons. One, an old adenovirus vector and i'm sort of used to that i wanted to just take that and by the way i was taking it for travel i had just had delta so i and by the way i was checking my immunity with something called an additic score and i had ample amounts of neutralizing antibodies i had ample immunity for all the different immunoglobulin profiles i was fine but i took it because i couldn't travel without it and i thought eh, i'd rather take one vaccine than two because i react terribly to vaccines and i knew i'd have a bad reaction so i just wanted to go through it once so a couple things showed up on twitter uh in in this people saying prove to me that this was a reaction to the vaccine that's an insane question that's an insane statement spontaneous raccoon eye unilateral raccoon eye is a major medical symptom and that did not occur just be, just because anything it happened because of the vaccine for sure plus i was sick with the vaccine so there we go now so my hybrid and douglas I, i'm glad i had it my hybrid immunity has been amazing i still got omicron but it was mild for me and now as i said i've been exposed to two people chronic you know ex, ex, you know heavy duty exposure I suppose I probably got a little low-level infection. It probably boosted my immunity even further. So, so there we go. It's, it's a complicated landscape. That's the point. This is complicated. Now, when we get to the mRNA vaccine and somebody on Rumble saying safe and effective, safe and effective, they are safe and effective. The question is for whom and how safe and, and how effective. And when. At the beginning, they, are, they were really important. Correct. Thank you, Susan. At the beginning of this, when we were in the fog of war, the problem was the public health authority, which we have now discovered, and I didn't realize that our Constitution gives them 
ridiculous authority that needs to be dialed back a bit, humbly, I think it does. The public health authorities were using fear and terror consciously. And by the way, when I think back now to the HIV epidemic, I was always proud of the, how we worked on that. I, I was in the Dr. Fauci army at that point. It's why I got involved with media. I've said it before. But we used fear then. And I, I've been thinking back to some of his rhetoric about how we had to you know, tell people there are going to be 2 million people dead and we, have to, we had to scare them. That was his idea then. We learned through the HIV epidemic that no, it's not fear. It's relatable source. It's humor. It's music. It's, you know, it's narrative. That's what makes people change their behavior. So we learned during that epidemic that fear didn't work. Well, we applied it again. Fear was their policy, as stated, apparently, as we've seen now in some of these, you know, but one of the things I've gotten out of talking to McCullough and Barron, some of these people, is emails of people saying, we're going to use fear to make people comply. That's insane. That's the opposite of what public health responsibility is. But they did that. And, and okay, at the beginning, I get it. No one knew what was going on. And their goal was to get to the vaccine. So it was fear and terror till the vaccine and then vaccine uberalis after that with no discussion about the vaccine's efficacy or safety, just vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. And, and initially not a bad policy, right? Because we thought that I rushed, most of my peers, like 90% of doctors rushed to get the vaccine because it looked great. It was very effective. We've seen the technology being deployed in other areas of medicine for years. It looked good to us. And so I actually got Delta trying to get the vaccine. People forget that the rollout of the vaccine was very bizarre. You, you couldn't get it if you were a physician that was taking care of COVID patients because you weren't coming, you didn't live in the populations that were at highest risk of getting into trouble with COVID. So I got COVID in any event. Then it became everybody has to have the vaccine from, you know, just these people get the vaccine to everybody must get the vaccine. And now we've learned that the vaccine does not prevent the disease. It did certainly prevent uh, the more serious complications of the disease. Let's let's be clear. It did that, right? We were there was a three month period from December to April where ICUs were getting you know not overrun but nearly so, and so keeping people out of the ICU, getting more dreaded complications from COVID, that was a big deal. That was a big deal. It was the main thing we were dealing with then. Okay, we did it. Everything died out. We came up with monoclonal antibodies. We now had treatments in addition to vaccine therapies. And then more information came in on the vaccines. Lo and behold, they didn't prevent infection. They may cause some T-cell activation. Again, B-cells are the ones that create the antibodies that give you immediate immunity against the bug. T-cells is sort of an army hanging behind to help fight the, the bug as it comes in. And we do believe that the vaccines still cause some T-cell function. I would refer you to Dr. Monica Gandhi on Twitter for that information. But here's where it's getting a little dicey now. There have been, you know, people are seeing excess deaths, right? I see all that data just the way you see all that data. I don't know what to make of it. I don't know, <laughs> Uber Alice is a German frame means above everything else. Thank you. Do you, you finally had to look that up, uh, Caleb. I've been using that for three weeks and didn't oh, know you, you didn't know yes. what I meant the whole time. Uh, the whole time I didn't know what you <laughs> no. were saying and I tried to sound it out. And oh, luckily when I was, no. I was captioning oh, one of the videos no. and the captioning picked up the word before I even knew what it was. So there you go. Ah, well, now everyone it, knows. It's, it's, <laughs> Uber Alice is a German word for everything above all, above all, nothing else is a consideration. 
But but medicine is never like that. It's never like that. It's always a risk reward analysis. That that's what is so crazy making about all this. And there was no risk reward analysis, which is why we're in mental health crises right now. And uh, literally, people are looking back at me saying, "Stop the panic." And here's here's this is the comedy. The criticism is, his neck is bulging with as he as he screams at the fear. Um, everybody, this uh, thing right here, that's an anatomical anomaly. So anybody that says that about me, tell them they're ableist. You're an effing ableist. How dare you? So <laughs> He's anyway, bulging, everybody. that's an anatomic thing from years and years of weightlifting as my subclavian vein hits the uh, hits the, the clavicle here. So anyway, uh, back to the vaccine. So we know for sure all these vaccines are very helpful for sure over the age of 70 and probably over the age of 65. I mean, all my patients, and I have lots of them in that age group, I get them vaccinated and boosted. All of them, they, and, and no one has no one has uh, uh, turned me down on that on that recommendation. The only thing, the only nuance I've given them is when they asked me like a month ago, "Shall I get this upcoming booster or shall I wait for the Omicron?" I told them to wait for the Omicron. That's it. So I am actively deploying the vaccine in a population in a population where the risk reward is clearly in favor of using it. Clearly, everybody. I'll fight you on that one. What age group? 60, 70 plus, 70 plus for maybe 65 plus. And you, somebody could elect not to get it and say, I'll take monoclonal antibodies or Evyshield or, or Paxlovid. Not irrational, not totally irrational, not recommended, but not irrational. So that leaves, what about under 65? I have been very concerned about this for a long time because again, making a risk reward analysis is what we're being asked to do. And the idea of vaccinating healthy children, adolescents in particular, and young adults, and possibly making them sick when the COVID itself has almost zero potential to harm them. And notice I use, I choose my words carefully, almost zero, not zero, almost zero. And now we have a study. I would refer everyone to Vinay Prasad if you want him on Twitter. He does a very nice video today where he's looking at this. And he said, you know what? He's, I'm, this is Vinay's word, Vinay's word, and I want to credit him with this. He said, you know, one thing as a doctor, I can tell the difference between a 75-year-old woman and a 17-year-old male. Might shock you that those are different medical circumstances, and I can tell the difference between an 80-year-old female and a 17-year-old male. Guess what? Uh, as a doctor, I can tell that difference obviously tongue-in-cheek, but that they are different. They are different clinically, and they are different in how we approach them when we apply our clinical judgment. And so I've always been very concerned about making exposing young people to possibly higher risk than the underlying illness. I don't understand. Maybe there's some reason that somebody can explain to me, but why they would do that. It didn't make sense to me. And now a study came out yesterday that shows under 40 males who got two Moderna vaccines, five times the risk of myocarditis, five times. That's what you call a signal. Those are the kinds of, even twice in days gone by would stop vaccines from being distributed. Five times, everybody, five times. Uh, yeah, there it is. Put the, put the um, there's Vinay's post. If you can put this the, the uh, down below, go there, that. That is the signal right there, that tall blue bar. That is myocarditis in the Moderna 2 versus COVID versus one versus other vaccines. So there it is. There is a signal that needs to be investigated. 
five times the risk in healthy kids. Whew, maybe we should think about other things. Maybe we should look at Novavax. Maybe we should think about other ways of, of deploying and rather than mandating that as a requisite for going to school. And let, this is my final note, then I'm going to go to calls after this and take a little break. But my final note is, in the meantime, while you're mandating, this happened in Washington, D.C. just a couple days ago, mandating vaccines to attend to school, you are discriminating. You are discriminating disgustingly against particular populations, particularly African-Americans, who in Washington, D.C. were one of the most under-vaccinated populations in that age group, not irrationally. Not irrationally. I can't say that strongly enough. This is rational revolution, everybody. It's rational for them to question whether they should be getting that vaccine. And back in the days when vaccines were being mandated and people were being told they couldn't go to the hospital or get health insurance if they didn't take the vaccine, remember that? I want an apology from those people. Those people were missing the fact that it's also rational when the medical system has not served you properly for many generations then it's rational for you to question what they're doing. So it's rational both from the standpoint of the data that's coming in and rational from the standpoint of the history of medicine as it pertains to African-Americans in this country. And in the name of them being rational, you're going to segregate these people and say they can't go to school, they can't go to restaurants, what happened in New York. That is disgusting. And I hope history is terrible to this. History should take a damn good look at this. And pe people, there's people that need to apologize for things like this. It really is something else. Okay. So there we are. Now, I, what I did not speak about, if you notice, I, I did not speak about excess deaths uh, overall. I don't know what to make of that data yet. That is data that's still evolving. It's a moving target. Uh, I don't know what to make of that yet. Uh, let's just leave it be. But we do have the certain data of myocarditis in under 40. And what your Dr. Prasad will tell you is that under 40, probably mostly it's in the 15 to 25 age group and will be substantially higher than just five times in that group. And I think he's absolutely right about that. So let me look at things here, what you guys are thinking and saying. I've got a few people that want to come up and ask questions. I will get to you guys. Again, if you raise your hand, I will uh, bring you on up to the podium here and you'll be streaming out on multiple platforms. Not YouTube, because I talked to you from Some YouTube jail. People over at Twitter want to know where they can call, and I'm trying to explain what Twitter Spaces is. Oh, people don't know So Twitter if you Spaces go to the either. Dr. Drew mm. Twitter profile, you'll see a brown box about three links or three spaces down underneath where the video is playing. Just click on that, and then you can hear the show. Yes. And uh, Tumbleweed over well, on, uh, where, is he, where is that? Even easier. Coming in from. Even yeah. easier if they want to go onto the yeah. space. All you have to do is go to your profile and it, just click on your profile photo here, and then click on join the space. Like it, it, when you're live streaming on Spaces, oh, yeah. it makes There's a purple too. circle. So it's very easy. Oh, thank oh, you, that's Caleb. Cool. Wow. Yeah, I'm still trying join to the purple circle. <laughs> um, so I want to finish another thought here. Tumbleweed over on the restream is saying the Tuskegee experiment. Yeah, he's talking about the Tuskegee experiment where they allowed black men with syphilis to progress even though they had treatments and progression of syphilis ends up in really nasty things like neurosyphilis now everyone points to the tuskegee experience because it's such a disgusting gross outlier that's not the only thing we have done ladies and gentlemen 
I, it is not even close. Just look at the, the history of mental health and, and psychiatry in African-Americans. I mean, it, there's so many things that, not to mention the fact that we've been a bunch of white men through history doing what, with this whole thing. Now, thank God we're catching up and we're much more diverse and you know, women are probably as common as men now. And so it, it's, there's a lot there. There's a lot there. It's not just the Tuskegee experiment, though that is a, obviously a disgusting outlier. Lobotomies okay. on women. So, <laughs> oh, don't even start me on that. I, I worked in a psychiatric hospital, which was like a museum of psychiatry. Uh, they, I, I got to take care of a lot of these people that had singularities and lobotomies in their elderly years. And trust me, it was a disaster. You developed something called gliosis. You get gliosis, which they did not even see because they didn't, those guys are dead and gone. But you, you, you do a lobotomy, which is where you put a spike pick up in your eye and you sweep back and forth. You disconnect the frontal lobes from the rest of your brain, and uh, that forms a scar. And that scar, is gliosis expands, and it, it starts it starts replacing more of your brain. And they ended up demented, unable to care for themselves. It was a disaster, disaster. That was disastrous. Yes, we have done disastrous, awful things. What's that, Susan? No, let me take a break. Okay, right, Susan wants me to take a little break and take some calls, so that's what we're going to do. We'll be right back. I think we have found the holy grail of skincare. Genucel has absolutely changed, certainly my skincare regimen. I like that vitamin C serum, the under eye creams, skin nourishing primer. Susan loves the eyelash enhancers, uses it on her eyebrows as well. Genucel has everything to make us both feel and look amazing. Best part, the quality of the products. Using pure ingredients like antioxidants, copper peptides, and a proprietary calendula flower base, Genucel knows how to formulate products to perfection without irritation. For Susan, she hates that annoying dry area under nose during allergy season, like right here. She's tried everything, but no matter what, the skin is flaky and dry. Nothing seemed to help until she started using Genucel's Silky Smooth XV Moisturizer. Soaked right into the skin. She was hooked after one use and now loves all of their products as well. I am a snob when it comes to using products on my face. The dermatologist makes a ton of money from me. But when I was introduced to Genucel, I was so happy because it's so affordable and it works great. I was introduced to the Ultra Retinol Cream, which I love at night. All the eye creams are amazing. People notice my skin all the time and I'm so excited because it's actually working. Right now, you can try Genucel's most popular collection of products and see what I'm talking about for yourself. Go to genucel.com and enter code DREW for 10% off. That is G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com and the code is D-R-E-W. The parallel economy has empowered us to care for our health, well-being, as well as longevity. Likewise, for us pet parents who now have a place to go when it comes to keeping the family dogs, cats, even horses in the best shape possible. As a dog dad, I'm thrilled to be working with Pet Club 24-7, a company founded by two guys who lost dogs to serious conditions, including cancer. Pet Club 24-7 has an incredible array of products, including a line of supplements for humans, such as the Inforce Plus Corollius Versicolor and Inforce Corollius Versicolor with Reishi. My friend and colleague, Christina Ferrari, a cancer survivor herself, swears by it. When I was diagnosed, the doctor in the emergency room told me, you have two years to live. Oh, boy. Along with the stem cell, I took these. I have been in remission for eight years now. For dogs, mush puppy treats are a fan favorite. Rex, you want to, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> he came right. Oh, there he is. They are also made with the Coriolis Versicolor Mushroom, 
which supports their immune system, according to hundreds of clinical studies. Here's Kristen Ludlow, National Vice President. That strain does matter. We do have the most potent strain, and we also extract it in a proprietary way. And that's why we've been having such wonderful experiences with these products. Mush puppies are made here in the U.S. There are no fillers. It's non-addicting. Your dog can't accidentally overdose. Go to drdrew.com slash petclub247 for a discount off the list price. That is drdrew.com. P-E-T-C-L-U-B-247, Pet Club 247. All right, so I hope people now sort of understand my position. And given my moderate position, isn't it stunning that YouTube kicked me off for talking to people that have different opinion? And some of you over on Rumble Rants think that there's such a thing as money to support the vaccine therapies. That does not exist. That does not exist. There is no money for, for telling a patient of mine to get a vaccine uh, or anything else. There's no way to, to get money for prescribing a medication. Now, what doctors have been accused of, what drug companies have accused of, is paying doctors speaking fees, going out and talking to other doctors for medications that they, he or she, prescribe. That's the issue. That's the problem there. People don't get money for prescribing. Also, I've got somebody, I'm looking at some of the comments over on the... Don't look at oh, just the negative ones. What's this? There's uh, a lot yeah. of positive ones. I know. So. Well, that's your tweet. Somebody says, I've worked in and with... Thank you. In and with the FDA biological division, and I knew the vaccine didn't meet the efficacy requirements because time is how efficacy is measured. It was re released too quickly. I absolutely agree with that. That it, And I think any any anybody in the rational revolution <laughs> would agree with that. But I, you got to remember, this was the fog of war. We were... We were vaccine umbrellas rushing to a vaccine that looked much better than we expected. I get why people make that mistake. But let we need to look at all this history and chalk up what were mistakes. They were mistakes. They were errors. Not lies, errors, miscalculations, and, and hubristic. I, I've learned myself, hubris, that was one of the major enemies in this, uh, in this, in this whole pandemic. It, it, it can infect anybody. And I think it infected a lot of people to be very, very hubristic. What's that, Susan? I'm going to take calls. Take yes, yes, yes. Here we go. All right. Let's get uh, Mallory up here. Drew's all fired Whoops. up. Did I get this right? Yeah, Mallory. Well, I wanted to... I wanted to there she is. I wanted to set the record straight on my position. So when you hear my position, it takes a while for me to lay out my position. No, I know. It makes the YouTube jailing that much more insane. Because they would not disagree with anything I'm saying right now. And that is my opinion. What The people I interview, by the way, if I didn't interview them, people would imagine that there's some reason they're being silenced. And that makes them more paranoid and more likely to look for things that may not be accurate. Mallory, you've got to unmute yourself in the lower left-hand corner. There's a microphone. There you are. What's up? Hi, Dr. Drew. Hey Thank there. you so much um, for taking my call. Mm -hmm. I just want to say I really appreciate um, you guys having these conversations, they've just been so valuable. Um, I, you know, in, this is going to sound really crazy, but in 2019, uh, I got a job in healthcare and I got the flu shot for the first time. Mm. Um, and you know, I started getting sick consistently and then October, 2019, I was having these flare ups and those went on for about three years. Um, and I was seeing doctor after doctor after doctor. And I was getting sick after working out. Mm -hmm. I was getting these spots on my legs. Um, <clears throat> and I finally got a diagnosis uh, this last spring for a team up, um, which is a type of uh, mastocytosis. Uh, so and so I were, you getting, were you getting something called erythema nodosum on your legs? Is that what the red, the red blotches were? That's so 
the the red blotches are actually called I can't remember the um the full name, but the um acronym is Team Up. Yeah. This is the mastocytosis um, and, degranulation. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, for the last few years, because I this last December was the first December I didn't get a flu shot. Mm. Um, and my flare-ups became less and less. And so I've been, you know, fighting in the, my last two jobs of not getting vaccinated. But, you know, it's been so hard because mm. everyone's like, take the vaccine, take the vaccine, you're safe. And I'm like, well, I haven't seen any studies of long-term studies of people with these autoimmune diseases, and especially people with my understanding. Yeah. My understanding that if you've had adverse reaction to influenza, it's not necessarily recommended. You could look at Novavax, but I would be really worried about some of these other things. And you should be able to get an allergy immunologist. You must be under immunology care now with the mastocytosis and get them to write a letter. It's that simple. I am. Yes. I did finally get a, um, a medical exemption, but Good. it, you know, I had to disclose my medical history to people. Mm, it was mm, just mm. not right. You know, it's just, I mean, these are people's lives and it's just been a struggle. So, but yeah. the information I've been getting from, um, your podcast, I really loved listening, um, to the last one. It's just, it's just been really, really empowering. So, um, thank you well, again. I, and this is, look, we were all of us, and I can imagine you, especially we were, um, I don't want to say flying by the seat of our pants, but it was, you know, evolving in real time. You know, there was information coming all the time and to, and to black that out and to prevent this, to me, it's just anathema. I, my immediate instinct is to go talk to people that are being, that are being silenced because that's just, it's what we've always done. I don't have to agree with them. I just have to hear them out. And maybe there's something in there. I, I have learned a few things. Again, I've learned about the, the fear I learned about the fear as a policy. I learned about the vaccine uberalis policy. And by the way, I've spent most of the last two years going, I don't understand what, what is going on? What is, what's happening here? Now I kind of do a little less of that because I've had some insight because of these outlying opinions who have looked at things carefully and brought some things to the table that helped me understand what was going on. What was wrong with us? What were we, what were we doing? It was pretty uh, interesting. A lot of people chasing the truth like just really working day in and day out trying to find out what the bottom of it you know what was going on and it's like god they spent so much time and energy to try to figure it out like like what do you mean you have to give them credit i mean you mean those guys those i mean guys. not necessarily just the medical professionals uh, but the I, journalist and everybody who's looking at it more historically and not so in the moment and it's it's so smart to look back in time and not do it again i'm going to make a prediction I'm going to think, I believe Jay Bhattacharya will be, again, I'm going to use excessive language here, will be sainted. He will not just be exonerated in all this, but he will be seen as the person with the most reasonable, solid, and probably best approach to this illness and this circumstance we were in. Uh, save I none. I want to talk to save him. None. Do we have him booked yet? I don't know. Ask you can send Michelle an email, but I I can't. I love the guy. I think he is just so rational, so reasonable, so thoughtful. He all of his opinions were written down long time ago, so you can look at him again. Uh, the only reason I would say he, he got off the rail with the with his peers at the at the National Institute of Health and whatnot and uh, National Institute of Allergy and Immunology because he was questioning the use of fear. And he was with a group that was advocating for early treatment. And the early treatment somehow, if you if you listen to the interview I did with Clifton Davis, 
Am I getting his last name right? Was it Davis? Clifton? Duncan. 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 Duncan Clifton. Clifton Duncan. Clifton Duncan. Clifton Duncan. Clifton Duncan. I really had two first names. Uh, if you hear, he, he had a very clear memory of what happened. You, you will see the way he recounts what happened to him. And again, this is a kid that was a very successful actor that got blacklisted. What happened? And, and same thing I would say with uh, Naomi Wolf in her book. She chronicles something very similar, which is that when they when the words associated with early treatment started circulating around, it became this wildfire. And that was where people were starting to get canceled all over the place because if they were even seen with or associated with anyone who advocated for those things, that was anathema. That was had to be destroyed. Think about that, everybody. Any of you that tried to destroy people who just used a word, you should really think about it, That what you were doing. The other thing, I was uh, today I saw something about... Um, Oh, it's called like, uh, shoot, there's another pox disease coming out of uh, you know, Sub-Saharan Africa or something. Um, I will remind you that if we start talking about every single infectious disease that can get you, uh, this is just a, this is the only one volume set I could find. Everything else is two and three volumes. And if we start going page by page through here on the news press and worrying about what can, what can get you? I mean, it's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be absolutely absurd. I'm just looking at illness after illness. You never heard of them because the press has no business talking about them. Uh, they just, what was this called? Like a plum. All right. Caleb, help me with this. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's an uh, animal in the title. Great, great. No, it's like a fruit, like apple pox or something or plum pox. And, and they should be ashamed of themselves. There have been two cases, and they should be ashamed of themselves for even bringing it up. How, how, could, how do they, how, I don't know how they live with themselves with that, because it's obvious what you're doing. It's obvious. We see you. We see what you're up to. All right, this is a dragon. Tomato flu. I got a ch chance to, uh, tomato flu, that's what it is, Tom yeah. tomato flu that you get. I hey, just had to look up. Um, I had to Google new go pox. <laughs> And it just comes yeah. up in the news. Look up lymphogranuloma venereum. Look up shankroid. You want to get some get freaked out? Oh, that shankroid. No. Look up. Uh, um, that wait, I'll give you a good one. Uh, uh, four, Explain no. what a shankroid is. Shankroid is in a uh, painless ulcerating lesion called by caused by Haemophilus ducre. <laughs> uh, the lesions look terrible. If you want to look one up, I think they I look, saw one. They once. look awful. They'll make you throw it up. It has a horrible name. And too. they hit your genitalia typically. Your shank. Um, <laughs> yeah, and and it's a it's a nasty illness. It's a shankroid. Yeah, I see your hand up, Dragon. One second. Um, what was the other thing I was thinking of that will make people freak out? These these stupid illnesses that are rare and so we, we can doctors need to think about them and worry about them and no one else. You need to worry about getting an STD and protecting yourself and adjusting your behavior accordingly. But which one you get, that's us. That's what we do. And we treat it. All right, Dragon, go ahead. Thank you. Um, Mari. Hey, Mari. Um, so in 2009, I received um, a flu vaccine. Uh, it was only my second time ever getting one. 20 minutes later, I was on the floor. Mm -hmm. I was EpiPenned twice, taken to the hospital. Mm -hmm. um, they gave me some medication and IVs. Five hours later, I was released. Five weeks later, I got a phone call from Health Canada telling me, 
We don't know what happened. Don't get another flu vaccine. True. Three months later, I developed an autoimmune disease. Mm -hmm. And um, about two years after that, I developed, um, they were spots. They were, they were uh, like raised, almost like a blister. Mm -hmm. I got them under my breast, groin, and along my hairline. Mm Um, they would pop. Okay, they would hang be on. This, this extremely. Is not, I understand. This, we're not doing clinical cases here, right? So okay. the point is, so, vaccines can cause terrible reactions. Yes, they can. Yeah, they can. But I. So when I talked to my doctor about the COVID, he would not give me an exemption, and they mm. would not allow me to have it. You, you've just in a you know, hospital which, setting, which seems ridiculous, right? That seems absurd. Uh, I would find a new doctor, find somebody else to talk about this with. As you found the the previous caller, she too had something much milder but similar, and she got an exemption, and that was the end of that. And there, there maybe you could pull some. There is actually some some. I don't know if it's at the NIH, but there's some studies out there that some look up the you know NIAAA and um, National Institute of uh, Allergy and Immunology NAAI. Uh, and look up the NIH and look up, you know, adverse flu reactions and exemptions for, for COVID and take that paperwork in. Uh, Canadian system is a little more impersonal, right? I mean, you're up in Canada. And so it's, it's very, it's very challenging. I, I get it. All right. Let me take, uh, we've got a lot of people that want to come here. Uh, this is another Canadian. It looks like, uh, I, you're up. I don't have your name. Curious Canuck, Canuckle, Canucklehead. <laughs> uh, oh, he he ran away. Uh, okay, I'm still going here. Uh, this is Adam with an O. Adam, go right ahead. Adam? Hello? Hey there. Can you hear me? I do. All right, I wanted to say that I like a lot of things that you say, mm-hmm. and uh, you're very intelligent. But and but there's, there's, a, a, there's a butt uh, in there somewhere. I feel like a butt a butt's coming. But <laughs> no, 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 no. I I, re- I want to help you. Okay. And uh, there's a lot of people that are being censored in networks from YouTube to all the social media. I've been mm-hmm. investigating this for a long time. Mm-hmm. But one thing that can help you in uh, what you do is that if you make a news network where that you have like the same kind of material, but you have a news kind of credential mm-hmm. where that you are presenting it in a news information, it's very difficult for them to censor you because you're giving news information versus an opinion. Caleb, come on in on this. Uh, they'll, what do we, they'll do how it do anyway. we get that? Yeah. It's like we even they'll do it anyway. For, yeah. They'll do yeah, it anyway. They'll like, do it, but I'm saying, but I'm saying if, you, if people have noticed, especially of the Wednesday episodes, I've actually added in where Drew, you say a disclaimer at the beginning. You say exactly what YouTube has said they want you to say, and even that, it they yep. didn't care. It worked. It worked. I thought that's why I thought that everything was fine. I thought they changed. Nope, they have not. What I'm saying though is that you have to have a news format. The whole network has to change to a news network. I understand what he's saying. And that okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, because if you're changing your format. You're changing the system. They're they're censoring everybody. They're censoring people who uh, have guns and ammo. 
shows and people who, uh, if they're targeting a younger audience and, and Dr. Drew uh, appeals to a younger audience, he appeals to the older generation and also the younger, both, mm-hmm. both audiences really adore him. So mm-hmm. what happens is that they see that you're, that you're able to reach a lot of viewers and what they're trying to do is censor that. So they use word censorship and they're, they're using that kind of uh, way to, get you but the problem is is that you can't censor news media as easily so do we need a banner or something or do we have to have a different structure yeah you have to you have to change the structure of your network to a news media network got it it. you have to you have to change everything and that way you can sue them if they come after you because you have a press release that means you can go in the white house (laughs) <laughs> you can go you can go in the white house Oops. you can go in you can medical. go in army bases it's medical but medical is allowed on army bases they're allowed in the white house they're allowed they have credentials that can go anywhere because that you have the press release and you have the ability to go there because you're a doctor you're a medical doctor so you can go in servicemen you can go overseas you can go in any any division that you want because that you have the credentials to go there and bring colleagues with you Thank you, Adam. I appreciate the advice. We uh, and go really to the press court and and throw questions at the diplomats. Uh, I, I wish I wish he was correct, but no, I don't think that. Well, I don't know if uh, that we would can work. think about it. We'll look. No, into but it. I understand what he's saying. If we don't have it as an entertainment, or we don't have it as a medical show, and you have it as a news show, you might be able to have these guests on without getting dinged for their their you know their advice because you're just interviewing I'm, them. I'm uh, ask, bringing somebody up who identifies pronoun Apache helicopter. <laughs> so <go ahead. laughs> what's up um, among many others. Sorry for hanging up on you there, Dr. Drew, but uh, I, I, I reiterate your Jay Bhattacharya comment as well, and probably add Sweden to that and maybe other areas in the world where, mm. you know, they were all accused of just being knuckle dragging uh, idiots and, and, and whatever, because they didn't follow that approach. And I think we just need to, you know, it was horrible. But we just need to learn from that. If we ignore those yeah. things in the past, yeah. then we've we've got no way to learn the things that Jay Bhattacharya literally wrote the book on at Stanford, which was pandemic prevention, policy mitigation, yeah. Yeah. and and how to handle something like a coronavirus. Yeah. And, and we just we went mental. I mean, we went ignored. mental. We went mental. And and as 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 near I can tell, again, I have no direct knowledge of any of this, but as near as I can trace back the evidence that's presented to me. Our public health officials at the CDC saw what was going on in China, communicated with the Chinese physicians and the people that were were um, doing the locking down, believed them when they said, this is the way to do it, zero COVID, no problem, look how great we are and what we can do in China. They believed that and said, we've got to do the same thing. That was a terrible, terrible, terrible move. Uh, both believing what China was pushing out, who knows who they were actually talking to or what kind of influence they were under, and or not thinking for themselves and doing something that had never been done in the history of humanity. And the whole world got got into this. It was really something else. Yeah. And uh, yeah. really something. And I'm not saying we should have done nothing. I'm not saying this was nothing. This was a very serious thing. It was, but I, what I was saying back in the day was, let let the people that make these decisions make these decisions and make them properly. They... They were adulterated by something. They couldn't go back because people got so crazed. And that was that. And here we are now trying to put it all together again. What do you think? Yeah. And I think, I mean, second to that, I think specific to the US, but most of the world, including Canada, really follows what the CDC and the NIH does yeah. by proxy. 
Yeah. But, you know, coupled coupled with what you just said was, you know, that vaccinate only policy, which really came out. And, you know, we were all hoping that this thing was going to work. Sure, and be I was all for it. Absolutely. The next best thing. And, Absolutely. And, 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 and I did my research on mRNA technology and thought, you know, it's it's fascinating for mm-hmm. me personally. It mm-hmm. was just it was a little too novel of a te- technology for me to. To, to line up to initially. And by the and, way, it and, still and, looks and pretty good. I mean, billions of people receive this thing. It still looks pretty good. But there, but it's know, in certain uh, populations, not in not across the lifespan. Certain no, younger and, people, and, maybe the risk is too great for that. Go ahead. No, and the beautiful thing about, I mean, we've got a forum for knowing that we've got a way to treat kids that literally will die before they're 18 with Krieger Najjar, Duchenne muscular dystrophy. There's all these trials coming out for diseases that I really think are applicable to gene transfection technologies oh, like mRNA. That's, ab- and, and that's the things that they could not get into animals, let alone humans in the mm-hmm. last decade, mm-hmm. are now in clinical trials for for little kids and adults that are going to die from chronic diseases. Yeah, and let, I think that's, you're at, let, that's I'm so glad you pointed that out. going to come yeah. out of this technology. You're, you're right. And cancers. I, the, I was listening to a virologist yeah. a couple of days ago who said he thinks most cancers, if not all, will have a vaccine therapy that will work. And uh, it's a little naive because cancers change so fast genetically when they're growing. But but his basic idea, I think, is sound. I think it's sound. And you're right. I think this technology is profound. And, it, you know, it's just, again, like everything else, it's using it where it's appropriate, where the risk-reward uh, makes it something that's worth doing. That's all. But thank you. I appreciate your, your comments. Uh, yeah, people are reminding me on uh, Rumble that... Uh, Mr. Gorbachev passed away at the age of 91 today. That just Aww. happened. Yeah, uh, I don't know what you guys, but I remember him vividly in the 80s and all his policies and him wrangling with President Reagan at the time. Okay, let's take some more calls here. Uh, um, there's a lot of requests coming in. I hope you'll bear with me, everybody. This is uh, Rebecca. Uh, Rebecca, go ahead there. Gotta, again, as I remind everyone, you have to unmute your mic in the lower left-hand corner. In the meantime, I'm looking at what you guys are saying on the Rumble Rants. You guys are getting a little aggressive there. Susan, are you on the rants? Yeah. You I need your mic. Mic on. Mic on. What's that? Sorry. Yeah, there I was trying are. to get the um, the lineup for the next three Wednesdays. and uh-huh. um, So I was looking at the calendar. I'm trying to add. I have a hard time with these. Google Calendar invites. Okay. <laughs> the one thing, that, by it the way, makes to, you go through a three-step, you know, protocol, and you have to go to YouTube to get to add it to your calendar, which pisses me off even more. That's really funny. the The other thing I would say to people is the other thing I've learned through this pandemic is that the centralization of medical decision making in authorities that are a thousand miles from the actual patient that's always bad, never good. Now, there should be some centralization. I'm, I'm all for that. But the the fiat, complete and total centralization is a disaster. And as I pointed out many times, most of these people making these decisions are pediatricians trying to make decisions about adult medicine, and they're not trained to do it. And that's why California is still in a state of emergency, because people are freaking out about long COVID and things that... I, I will say this one more time. Those of you that freak out about organ injury or long COVID, have lost faith in the human body's ability to heal. We have huge healing capacity, and the vast majority of people injured by COVID will fully recover. The body heals. Not everybody, not everybody, but the vast majority. I can pre- That's been my clinical experience, at least. 
Uh, and I know some of you out there are still suffering and stuff, and there's treatments for you. I would tell you to go to covidlonghaulers.com. What's that, Susan? You want to hear the good news? Mm, please. I just got Jay Bhattacharyan. I see that. On the 28th. Okay, good. Yeah, um, so we have Malone next tomorrow, and then next week is Dr. Paul Alexander, and mm -hmm. then the following, the 14th of uh, September is Harvey Reich, mm. Dr. Harvey Reich, mm -hmm. and then Bhattacharyan on the 28th. Okay, so we have oh, a- Oh, wait, a, are we out of town that day? Uh-oh. Uh well, we may, we may be out of town, but I can always do it from wherever we are. We're still, we're still going to be able to do it. Okay, because we're going to fly to. No, we'll be home by then. No, I'm here. We'll I'm home. here. I'm here on twenty eighth. Um, <sighs> but so Michelle has killed it. We're we've got a good lineup, and okay. we're going to keep this conversation going. All right, and it's going to be maybe on YouTube by that point, uh, but for sure on Rumble. We're going to uh, have to sure. turn it off when we start talking to the guests. So that's why. Not Bhattacharya. I mean, I don't think he's. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's on no. anybody's mm -mm. shit list right now. Yes. No, I'm not doing yeah. this shit anymore. Okay. They don't deserve us. All right. They make money too, you know? It's like God. Okay. All right. Let me let me uh Rebecca, you're you're up as a speaker. You just need to mute your unmute your mic. What's up? The microphone is on the lower left hand corner there. Oh my goodness, there's so many of you here. It's it's challenge to get to everybody and I appreciate you all your patience. Okay, Rebecca, I'm going to have to uh, remove you. We have to keep talking while they're going. trying to figure it out. Yeah, let me get uh, <laughs> Joe up here. Joe, has, Joe, go ahead, man. Oop. I'm interested. In, uh, Joe has heard me. There you are. What's up, Joe? Hello, Dr. Drew. Hey hello, there. Susan. And hello, Caleb. How are you doing? We're all good. And Joe, I have a question for you. You've, you've heard my positions. You've been listening for a long time to the stuff I've been talking about. Yeah. Hey, hey, I, yeah. And I tried to summarize everything today. Is that pretty much what you've always understood my position to be? Something similar to that? It's just, yes. I've shifted a little bit as information has come in. But it's basically what I said today, right? Yes. Okay. You haven't changed one bit. All right. I'm just checking. I'm just because it's hard, you yeah. know, think, when things are flying at you, you, you start to question yourself. But what's on your mind today? I want to discuss uh, vitamin D, mm. and there are two distinct tests for vitamin D, yeah. and could yeah. you please go over the difference in them, as well as the importance of vitamin D for overall health, as well as um, you know, help preventing yeah. certain so, things like respiratory infections. So, Joe, I'm not going to be able to answer that with great accuracy because I've been looking at this data for a long time, and I too am a little confused by it. Okay. So the, the main, you're going to get, when you order vitamin D, you get uh, 25 hydroxy vitamin D and you get 125 dihydroxy vitamin D3. And then I've seen your labs and you had another, you had a, sort of the, the active part of the, another active part of vitamin D, or you had sort of the isomer of it, which normally isn't reported. Uh, and that is what is being converted into the active vitamin D. And so I don't know why they reported that, actually. It, it might have something to do with parathyroid hormone. So if you're looking at bone metabolism, you'd want to look at that. But just for an average person with vitamin D screening, I don't think that has much utility. Now, vitamin D, one of the reasons I was looking at it kind of carefully is that vitamin D supplementation and elevating vitamin D levels is associated with decreased um, metastasis from prostate cancer. So as a prostate cancer patient, I was interested in that. So I started taking vitamin D quite some time ago. And then I think everyone during COVID got interested in vitamin D because it started having a moderate to high vitamin D level was associated with doing better from COVID, not causing it necessarily associated with. 
And what has fallen out of all these people being screened for vitamin D, we're starting to see that that vitamin D, normal vitamin D levels are associated with general good health and people whose health may be struggling for some reason may have depressed vitamin D level. And that might be as simple as they're spending less time in the sun. But I have noticed it's hard, and I'm, I sent you a note about this today, it's hard to get vitamin D levels up sometime in certain patients. And I, I, in my world, um, weight seems to be an issue. I don't know why I, it uh, is, but it's been my experience. Yes, and I've gained some. And yeah. however, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to get the D325 hydroxy. The 25. The, well, okay. And you got the. Okay, why? Well, no, because I. I the, the 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 last test that I had before this one was the twenty five hydroxy. No, test. you have Is both. Like, you had both one twenty five and twenty five. Oh, so I, I see. That's what I don't, I, don't, I don't understand. So so they actually gave me both exams. That's yes. why I'm asking. Yes, they gave you both, and both were good. They but they gave you another one that I've never seen reported, frankly, that was not good, and I didn't know what to make of it. I didn't know what oh, to make I, of that I, third I, one because because that's sort of what everything's converted into from. And it being low doesn't really mean that much to me. I mean, maybe there's some endocrinologist that can figure that out for us real quick. I'm guessing it has something to do with parathyroid hormone activity because that drives some of this conversion. But but neither here nor there, lose lose weight, get active, get out of the basement, get some sun. You know what you got to do, my friend, right? I, I do. All right. Uh, I, um, tomorrow, when you interview Malone, Dr. Malone tomorrow, one yeah. thing – he has been making the rounds on mm. is about the newest vaccine mm. that um, is being reported that that human trials that that this is coming out into the world without human trials completing uh, the, the Omicron, um, the Omicron. Yes, that's true. That is true. And you'll see Vinay, Vinay Prasad screaming about that, too. I don't know what to make of that. Right. I don't know what to make of it. It's weird. Maybe, you know, we have a former FDA biologist on the stream with us. Maybe she can kind of ring in on that and I'll put it up on the screen if she has an opinion. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Joe. Thank, thanks. Good luck, my friend. Uh, let me see if she said something here. It's Caleb, uh, hey, we look for that. It's Cinnamon Girl, I think is her handle. Uh, if she could put up some information about how it is that they could go rush to the Omicron specific mRNA vaccine without human trials of any type. Uh, and they're expected to approve it without that. We're no longer in the fog of war, guys. You know, and by the way, uh, I saw data today that 77% of children uh, and adolescents have had COVID. They're immune. So what? Do, why are we vaccinating? We think hybrid immunity is that important? I don't know. I don't know that that's true. Again, these are the, these are the questions I have still going forward. All right, sorry, I've been. And then right, the so, pregnant women and I well, I, I'm, you know, the this is where Naomi got when Kelly and Naomi got off the rail for me was talking about pregnancy. I've heard of menstrual irregularities from these vaccines from everything. What about you get menstrual irregularities from any medical baby, intervention? Though. It happens a lot. Mm-hmm. In terms of loss of pregnancies, mm, that data is just not really there. It's not there. Not that it doesn't happen, and we may find that it does, and it might you know be really something very serious to look at. But I just I'm not. But you seeing said it. something important. You said if it. A young woman who's mm. healthy mm. and is, why do they need the vaccine? Like, just stay home. Interesting question. Well, not even stay home. I mean, get over I mean, during <laughs> Delta, maybe. You yeah, know, stay during home. Delta. But, and if, but, but how about if she, it. well, how about it? Mm, but here's the deal. The, Susan, here's the consideration. If you are planning on getting pregnant, 
there are more complications with COVID generally, so you might want to vaccinate yourself yeah, against maybe. before you get pregnant. The question is, are there any added risks to your pregnancy from the vaccine? Right. My opinion is, is my opinion, there is not. Dr. Victory's opinion is there's marked problems, my, so we differ. My pediatrician's office said that there were not any problems. I, so I understand, sure. but there is data that people can look at and talk not about. Not pediatrician, and, obstetrician. Okay. I, I agree with her. I agree with her, but that doesn't mean I'm right. They were vaccinating okay? a lot I'm, of pregnant I'm women. I'm completely prepared to be wrong about that or, or not understand I the risk fully. Like I said before, but if I, I was pregnant so. with triplets, I wouldn't get it while I was pregnant. No mm. way. I would just stay home. Yeah, I would urge you to do that, frankly. Uh, okay, so uh, let me look at... Uh, Drew. Go ahead. Yeah. Now now look at what literally just happened on YouTube. Look what's back. Uh-oh. They put the video back We're up. back? They just put it back up. Huh. So we have the only clip? one strike now instead of two. They, they And it says in your account well, that they denied they my appeal. they have the long version there. <laughs> <laughs> what? I just cut the long version down to 10 minutes. Well, I don't know and what's this going is on. The whole long version that's, now? That's, that's no, that's the, the clip. That's the one that gave us the second strike or the first strike. And they I just see. restored it after well, declining my appeal. Well, listen, here is my philosophy on all of this. See if you can go live on YouTube no, right let, now. Let me tell like, <laughs> like I noticed that Leanna Wynn, that woman that was on an infectious disease doctor who was on CDC fear mongering for months has completely changed her opinion. And we are in different circumstances now, to be fair. So it's and so maybe it's the present circumstances that caused her to change her opinion, but she has changed dramatically. And my opinion about that is welcome. You are welcome here. Welcome to the rational revolution. Thank you for joining us. There are people that go, she scared my daughter to death. My daughter has PTSD now. That woman needs to pay a price. I disagree. That tit-for-tat, back-and-forth stuff is a huge mistake. I think you just welcome in the rational revolution. You're all is welcome here. And that includes YouTube. So thank you for restoring us. I have I yeah. harbor a clean, a clean heart, no resentments. But please continue to be rational like this, because I could get resentful pretty easily <laughs> if you continue down the irrational yeah. path. Well, we haven't so. gotten back the... Uh Naomi Wolf yet? So well, don't get excited. You know what? That, well, that, that one, was... that one's got some problems. That one's got. I, I'm not right. surprised on no, that. No, there's one. not problems. There is it, late there... in that conversation. There were things said that I could okay. see them taking issues. So we'll take them out. Let's take them out. Right, but also, um, do we really get the strike taken down so we get to come so, back in a week? So there's one. So there were two strikes technically, and so this one apparently was the first strike that they when they restored this video, it took off one of the strikes. But they did that without giving mm. any email or notice to us. But I, I think, Drew, you made a really good point about this isn't like a fight between you and YouTube and you and Google. It's no. This is just no. they obviously made a mistake. Then they doubled down on that mistake. And now maybe they've taken some attention to it. And they're like, let's just walk this back. And, the, you know, the truth is they've actually done this to us before. And we appealed. And then yes. we posted on social media and yes. talked about it. They didn't come and apologize. And we didn't ask them for an apology. We didn't even make a big deal. I don't out, want an apology. I, They're not I, want, I don't want an apology. I would like them to maybe adjust their policy a little bit to be more rational. But as long as they come out rationally on the end, I'm fine. And But I think putting people through this is sort of a mistake. And you, they don't look good. It's not a good look for YouTube. Yeah, it's not. We, we want to be on your platform. We want to be a part of your community. It's not a good look. It doesn't feel like something I want to be a part of when you're silencing people for 
having medical conversation. It's exactly. It's, it's again, I spend a lot of my time these days being disgusted. And disgust is a very powerful feeling. It's disgusting to be like that, that they would take those sorts of opinions. Now, I'm, my disgust is going away, and I thank you for, for reinstating us and whatever it is that we need to do to make everybody back on the in the ship of the Rational Revolution uh, trireme. Well, we're lucky to have the like, platform to call the shit out, because not everybody gets to do that. And you know, and we me, have uh, people that actually watch for it, and they knew that it could happen. We want to we wanna build a better television tomorrow and we're not trying to get away with murder no, we just want to no. have and, everybody and able to see what we're doing the reason i spent 40 minutes clarifying my position you will see it's a fairly nuanced it's moderate i'm not you know i'm open to new ideas and you're i want well, to you're ready to apologize if it's your fault too oh i don't mind apologizing for being wrong i, I don't i think it's weird well let me let me modify that it's weird to apologize for being wrong that's weird as opposed to just taking accountability for here's why I got something wrong. I learned something and that won't happen again. I don't know that needs a apology. I'm pretty and, happy with Rumble though. And <laughs> hang on a second. And these apology tours that have people have been going on have been disgusting. They've been disgusting and they're not real. And it's time we just put some authenticity, authenticity back into it and not apologize for every little thing and just take accountability and move on and learn. Let it blow over. But what's a, what's going on in Rumble? What's happening? No, there? I like, I mean, I like that everybody got the message that we sent and they had it over to Rumble and we're over there and I don't, I don't feel afraid we're going to lose the channel. You know, it, hmm. it's, it, for me, it's more the fear of, oh my God, the whole channel is going to go away if we have one more strike. And that's just this threat that just keeps coming through like every other threat we've had, you know, through this whole pandemic. And it, it's, it's disconcerting because it's like, oh yeah, Dr. Drew, he's such a bad guy. You know, he yeah. should get a strike and be censored. Like, oh, come on. Yeah. So, uh, you know, but that, knowing that we have two more strikes to go, makes me happy okay. but it makes me afraid to put the next four weeks i probably won't post up there we'll start the show and then we'll turn it off and send everybody to the other platform because okay. i'm not i don't want to chase my tail all the time it's just too much it, it is a bit uh, yeah. weird i gotta say well and, and to, to, a lot of hard work today <laughs> yeah and to, to sum all of that up it's uh thank you youtube for mm. restoring the video but youtube yeah. uh, rumble you. has had our back the whole time so thank you rumble for sticking with us well R rumble yeah rumble um yes we've been uh, with uh, youtube our, our, a long time and they never promote us they never help us send out emails and tell people that we had a show that was really good you get that with rumble you know twitch sends out you know notification stuff but that show only stays up for a month there's not very many people over there mm -hmm. facebook has been pretty steady but they haven't sometimes we'll get a big influx of uh, views, but I think they kind of censor it a little bit. They hold it back. They don't mm. put it in the mainstream. But you know, we have our tried and true Facebook people. Hello over there. We love you, predominantly women. Um, but honestly, I don't think anybody has promoted us as much as Rumble since you've been doing. Well, this. I want to give Rumble our heartfelt thank you. You've been there the whole way, and we appreciate it. And that's why we've been leaning on you. And uh, the Rumble ranters, you guys are a little rough. But uh, we eh, appreciate so you. So was YouTube. YouTube was like that at the beginning too. That's so true. Hopefully, you guys will come into the rational revolution with us. So, all right. Let me look at what you guys are saying over the rumble. I, rants. I actually enjoy it though, Drew. I I have to say. You enjoy the rumble rants? Yeah, I get. Well, why I don't get, you jump in there? I don't see you getting. I do. I was busy trying to find out who the guests were. Okay. So. All right. Well, now's your chance to get in. Shall I continue with some calls, or are we wrapping up, or what do you guys yeah, want to do? Yeah, yeah. Let's do all it. All right. We'll do a couple more calls here. This is uh, Alpha Warrior. Let's get Alpha Warrior up here. Um, 
Boy, goodness, we got lots of calls still coming through here. Alpha. Hey, how's it going, you guys? Good. Uh, What's sorry happening? Sorry about the. Uh, uh, I'm having a better social media day than <laughs> you guys on YouTube, but I'm no stranger to that. Yeah. Um, one of the things I wanted to bring to your guys' attention, and maybe some of the other listeners that are having these issues with being banned on YouTube, mm. is Getter has now uh, opened up his live streaming capabilities to everybody except the few that they were testing it. And they have it with the chat feature. And I ran one of my first shows there last night. And mm. It was actually pretty cool. So mm. it makes for a good alternative. I, the I, other thing I too, hate that. Don't you hate that there we have to be segregated into these groups? That That's just... It's, I should be able to go out on everything. I should go out. Maybe a Caleb add Getter to the list. You know, we should be able to go out on whatever. Not if Rumble wants to. I mean, they're all right. Okay, <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. Fair <laughs> enough. No, that fair enough, Miss Producer. Okay. And it's right. funny There's because we just started getting paid by YouTube after all these years. Like, actually, well, it's not very much, but more than usual. Like, maybe mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't even want to tell people how bad it is. But, <laughs> but the fact that we had you know money coming in, I was like, oh look, we have some money in it. And we, it's not about the money as much as the, we, I don't like to diversify too thin so that we're all over the place, but having a backup is great. You know, if rumble goes down and getters alive, let's go there. So, okay. but it's been like a, we've been doing this for the last couple of years, sort of running to, from one platform to the next. And I think that's what we're going to keep doing here. And we couldn't do any shows that we really wanted to do because we were afraid we would lose our numbers on, on YouTube. So and now I just given up. I said, forget YouTube. Let's just see, figure well, this out. Well, Alpha Warrior Inc., go ahead and promote your show. So, well, I, I actually want to get to something more important than, okay. than my show for, for you guys and for everybody to hear is it's not just that, you know, it's I don't want people to think, oh, they just caught us this time or maybe the algorithm picked us up. There are actually a team of people that behind there working it. You know, there's a couple of small influencers like myself. Mm that I've noticed, like I'll have my two strikes and I'll have that threat. As soon as the third one comes, it's going to be a permanent. Mm -hmm. And I'll kind of, you know, keep an eye on it. I'll pull stuff down before they do. And I'll notice as soon as the last strike is about to drop off, they'll go find some old video from months mm -hmm. ago and mm -hmm. give me another strike on that one. Mm -hmm. So th they're working on it. But here's something that was interesting. About a month and a half ago, I did a show with one of the candidates that was running. And we talked about the other no-no, election fraud. So YouTube ended up taking me down for that one. Right. And I actually, I sent them one of the, the letterheads from the Yuma County Sheriff's Department where they were actively investigating the you know, alleged you know, voter fraud and all this stuff, provided them all that, provided them the point of contact, gave them all that information. Mm -hmm. And literally after the dozens and dozens of appeals that I've always had rejected, it was the first one that they reversed and gave that generic apology and brought it back. So just for people that are having that problem out there, I know the appeals are frustrating, but do them anyways, because, you know, somewhere down the line, we don't know how this unfolds. We don't know if they'll big, 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 big class of class action mm. lawsuits or not, mm. but there has to be a documentation of it. So I just want to throw that out there. Yes, and then sir. the question I actually oh, had Go ahead. For, all, yeah. uh, for all this, you know, with COVID and everything, yeah. how, how, how much of a risk do you guys feel or from the people that you're in association with? For those that are not vaccinated, how much of a risk of this shedding technology that's out there should we be concerned with? What do you mean by shedding technology? So, so from from what I've been understood and the research that I've been doing is when they were originally going and developing mRNA and this nano stuff that's in there, mm -hmm. it was supposed to be for a good intentions of for people that couldn't afford to get vaccinated or in areas that couldn't. 
that the, the vaccination within us would have the capability of shedding from our body going into other people's bodies. So you had like this community vaccination process no, that took place. No, I don't think that was really anything. There was there was herd immunity that people were trying to get to with that, but not vaccines. You can't. How would that happen? Right. Well, it, as all the years prior, I would say it's completely impossible. But when you start hearing this information about, you know, the synthetic stuff, this nano stuff, I mean, there's just so much out there that people just don't understand. They're not being transparent about it. We just don't know. But you're seeing a lot of people that aren't vaccinated, but they're starting to come up with they're still having the menstrual cycle things. And I know you guys talked about it, you know, a well. while. Not so long ago that it's not so uncommon. Yeah. But I know like, you know, where my wife works, you know, and it's a medical facility mm. is she and a lot of other women that are very, very on schedule. And all of a sudden, all of them within a few months of each other are all completely mm -hmm. not just a little off schedule, but it's it's a I mean, it's just crazy how much they're all off of their cycle. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's like I get it but it, and it may be anecdotal but when you have that many women who all say hey i've been on time for 10 15 years and now we're not and we're all also unvaccinated like people start out have to ask the question of okay what else could be happening right i appreciate that i'll i'll take it seriously and look into what these some of these things are but irregular menses are, are have a hunt i mean i could give you another book of gynecology as big as my infectious disease book and half of it's dedicated to abnormalities of menses and it, the, the the i would not you know it's like uh hearing horse beats her, horse hooves galloping and thinking you're gonna get a zebra come across your your uh, backyard it's usually you find a horse and that's the case here that, that these there's many 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 I mean, if you want to get conspiratorial and stuff, worry much more about estrogens and plastics and about our dietary hormones and the kinds of things we're being exposed to all the time. I am. Uh, there's a great book called Estrogen Nation. Estrogen Nation. If you want to get really into this topic, there's a lot of other things than vaccines affecting us. So please look into that. I'm very concerned that some of the early menses in uh, women may be related to that. But Drew, okay. So uh, I am yes, Kayla. You haven't seen you haven't seen evidence of anything that has to do with vaccine shedding, like vaccines crossing from one person and then crossing from them. To I don't even. It doesn't even make sense to me. Uh, these these right. these lipid nanoparticles are extremely. I mean, they're delicate little things, and the mRNA is extremely delicate. That's why the only way you can get there is with these these nano these uh, lipid nanoparticles that they're in. And the, the reason it's a lipid is that it immediately goes into the oil, the non-water part of our system, which is cell membranes. And it doesn't get into our respiratory system where it could come out of a body. It just I just can't even imagine. It can't even come up with a means. But I'll, I'll look. I'll look around. Uh, but there's many, many, many other things. But again, uh, here we go. Uh, but I would like, Caleb, you to address what he brought up, how you were able to so maybe other people can be as, uh, as uh, you know, um, what should we say, um, thoughtful and, and, and persistent as you were. Which in helping part? If somebody else gets a strike, this dude fighting a strike. Oh, of getting yeah, the strike. A, you know, I, yeah, my, it's just how you were able to do it. He gave us how he did it. How did you do it? I was, I was calm and I was kind and I was nice and I explained things in a very short paragraph that you are a medical doctor. And, and so these people, there, there's, a, there's a people. These invisible there's, people. Yeah, there's there are people person. there. So, but there's a person there that you think you think you got to, right? It's not I, an I algorithm so. you were talking to. Some, some. It seems like it. 
And it seems like it then if we complain on social media, then maybe there's like a third group that's a bit more human than the others that like the first group that mm. we were getting there. But all I did was I, I explained the same exact thing that, that you posted on your tweet. How are you supposed to refute misinformation if you can't even talk about it? And how are you supposed to reach people who are lurking in the shadows if you just turn out the lights? Like you need to shine light on these things and give people answers. Right. And by covering these things up and deleting it, it's making it look much worse than it actually is. It's making it look like YouTube yes. is hiding something. It literally, there were so many co countless comments of people saying, Drew, you were obviously banned because tomorrow we have Dr. Malone on and YouTube can't let that out. That's I saw pages of people saying that exact same thing. Yeah. They believe that, that YouTube has shut it down. I mean, but how do Maybe we know? It could be true. It Maybe. couldn't. How do we know? Yeah. Now the question Maybe. is just out know. there because they're covering it up. Don't cover it up. The cover up well, is always not... worse than the crime. I know. Well, you know what I paranoid. found funny? And you guys, I want to say this again. The, we got the McCullough interview reinstated and then we put a small clip of it from the show. You know how you do like a five minute clip? So people, mm -hmm. it's a teaser yep. that you mm -hmm. post up. Same show. Yep. And then they banned it. So obviously it's a bot. And then they went, they probably went, oh, oops, like, hmm, we can't do that. Like, they're going to have, they'd have to give us the third strike mm -hmm. on the McCullough show because they just took down the other. That's what made me a little nervous. I was afraid we we're going to lose that and then we we're going to lose the whole channel and be SOL. But, but that was what's so ridiculous is the same show. Yeah. So, so they're, it's, I, their system is better. They're not sending us long emails that tell us all the things we can't talk about. Like, remember that ridiculous. Yes. I wish they would send that. Send us. I, I wish that they would be clearer because <laughs> they would give us Drew, some guidelines. Followed their yeah. rules. He's they won't tell us yes, what they won't. Right they won't say anything about what they found in the video, what they don't like. They just say refused. They just say your appeal has been denied. Mm -hmm. And that's all we get from them. Weird. I would love it if they would point it out or send us a long email to explain. I agree. I was hoping that they just sort of became more real now that we're sort of over the. Well, it'd be nice Scary if we, I guess they intentionally don't allow you to develop a relationship with anybody because they, I guess they feel like that would be too personal or like you yeah. could, I don't know, get it used know, to manipulated be. or something. Back in the old yeah, days. Caleb wasn't like the last guy that went up to mm. bat for us to get our shows reinstated and he called them the R word. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I know. Yeah, no, That I'm was nice. not the way to do it. <laughs> so, yeah, so no. here's the deal. Um, let me do a couple of seconds here on mRNA. Those of you that think you understand mRNA technology and mRNA physiology, unless you're a graduate level cell physiologist, you do not understand these things. These are tremendously complex biochemistries, tremendous. Just uh, the simplest idea is how mRNA is transcribed, right? There's a positive mRNA and there's a negative RNA. It also has other proteins that it attaches to it that allows it to move in and out of the nucleus that these mRNA technologies do not have. The positive mRNA can attach to a ribosome and be directly transcribed into a protein. The negative can't do that. And there's different ways that viruses use their RNA to get into our cells and to replicate themselves. But if it's an RNA virus, it has to have a reverse transcriptase to turn into DNA. And before it can even access a reverse transcriptase, it has to have the necessary particles on it that let it go in and out of a nucleus. We don't have a reverse transcriptase in our nucleus, and these mRNA particles do not have any capacity to get in and out of the nucleus. We have neither. Now, Dr. Victory, and we discussed with Alex Berenson, quoted some cell, some cellular uh, in vitro studies that showed maybe liver cells could have some sort of a reverse transcriptase activity. 
I don't buy it. I don't buy it in vivo. I don't. It just it just doesn't exist in our physiology. So there's many different things about how RNA works and how it folds and how it's able to tr be transported and how it's transcribed and how it's reverse transcribed, how it turns into DNA. And how would you get the DNA into the genome anyway if you got the DNA? You need you need CRISPR technology on top of that. So everybody that keeps saying it's gene it's gene therapy, stop it. Stop it. It, it just isn't. It just isn't. And so it it's it's complicated. It can be a lot of other things, but that's not what it is. So go go study a, a you know real biochemistry. This is not high school level cellular physiology, but even that would tell you that this is impossible for that to get into the genome. So that's all I'm saying. All right, let's. I'll leave that at that. I've said enough today. I've clarified my position. Um, I think I could sort of point at this little conversation uh, now when people ask me my position on vaccines and early therapy and Paxlovid and monoclonal antibodies. There is Dr. Malone, who I'm going to talk to tomorrow with Kelly Victory. I'm excited. Uh, we'll see what he's got to say. I, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to disagree with a lot of his stuff, but um, okay, we'll measure it against what we'll I said today. We'll let you know for backup on YouTube, but I'm going to... Let's just do this on Rumble. Let's do it okay. on Rumble tomorrow. Why, why take that risk? Okay. Caleb, you agree with that? Well, we'll be on Facebook, I Twitch, agree. and Twitter, so... Okay, so we'll, we'll be on Rumble's Rumble. We can, we, can start on, we can start on Facebook. I mean, certainly we can no, get going gonna, on that. That's fine. Don't okay. worry about them. They're All not, right. they don't have this army of bots knocking people off. We're somehow, I think, I think Twitter really likes us. I mean, we were one of the original tweeter, Peter. Mm -hmm. And um, the, Facebook has been, they don't promote us at all, but we have our tried and true Facebook people and they like being together. So. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I was they asking. They may not like. They may not like Rumble. I was asking Cinema Girl to point something out about uh, some of the FDA policies, but she did point out that the brain treatment, meaning frontal lobotomy, was performed on the Kennedy daughter. Yes, Rosemary got a frontal lobotomy because she was a borderline with probably some addiction, and that's how they treated those people back then. They destroyed them. Uh, and uh, Rose Kennedy, the mom, is reported as having said that she regrets more what they did to Rosemary than the assassinations of her two sons. That it was more disturbing what Joe Kennedy, who was the one that f forced the issue, did to Rosemary, which was frontal lobotomy. Read a book called um, American Psychosis. You, you get into it there, some of that detail. American Psychosis, uh, a good conversation about the the excesses of um, the American psychiatric system and how we got in some of the messes with the homeless that we're in today. Uh, Susan wants me to shout out the bobblehead. So here it is, everybody. Check it out. DrDrew.com slash shop. You can, yes, get Rational it. Rational Revolution. Rational Revolution. Everybody get it. DrDrew.com slash shop. That is Susan and Alana's project there. And uh, again, uh, Kelly Victory, Robert Malone. Interesting conversation on Rumble, hopefully, tomorrow. And on Thursday, I believe I'm just doing questions again. It will probably be the aftermath of the Malone conversation. So yes. we'll take more of your calls on Thursday. So we'll see you tomorrow at 3 o'clock Pacific time. Ta-ta. Ask Dr. Drew is produced by Caleb Nation and Susan Pinsky. As a reminder, the discussions here are not a substitute for medical care, diagnosis, or treatment. This show is intended for educational and informational purposes only. I am a licensed physician, but I am not a replacement for your personal doctor and I am not practicing medicine here. Always remember that our understanding of medicine and science is constantly evolving. 
Though my opinion is based on the information that is available to me today, some of the contents of this show could be outdated in the future. Be sure to check with trusted resources in case any of the information has been updated since this was published. If you or someone you know is in immediate danger, don't call me, call 911. If you're feeling hopeless or suicidal, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. You can find more of my recommended organizations and helpful resources at drdrew.com help.